Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode, I don't know about you, but this is episode 122 of the Off and Beat podcast with Clint Nelson here for you. Now, I don't know about me, but I know you want to tune this fucking thing off. But before we start today's episode, um, make sure to follow, like, comment, follow the app on all apps. I said follow the app. Follow the podcast on all apps. Um, Really appreciate the viewership. Appreciate the listeners. Always appreciate and love you guys. Um, And yeah, so let's get it hard. Oh, baby. Um, So it's earlier today. Uh, By the way, recording this, doing a double header pod today. Um, Recording... On my one-off night. I'm on my second C4, by the way. Uh, Starburst pink. Pink, yeah, strawberry flavor. Um, Dude, does it really taste like Starburst? Not really, but it tastes good. And your boy's got the jitterbug. Because, boy, these uh, these letters are wide open. Uh, (laughs) Creed. Talk about credence in your ears right now. Oh, this is going to be a good one. But, yeah. Um, recording this at 6 a.m. Typically 6 a.m. pods when I record them. Typically I'm tired as hell, but I am juiced. And um, it's like I'm ready to stab my wife or something. All right, Clint. All right. Um, but yeah, 6.08 a.m. Recording this March 7th, I think, technically. Uh, so yeah. Earlier today, let's get it with earlier today, um... <clears throat> Look, I'll be honest, I I don't really care. I'm not a big fan of watching workout fails. I'm not a big fan of... I I don't get amusement watching people like fail epically at workouts because it's kind of the whole point of working out is to fail. Like, you're going to... If you are working out correctly, you are going to fail more than you succeed. That's just... That's just what it is, right? Anyone that's ever worked out for any amount of period of time understands that. I feel like people that laugh the most at workout fails and shit like that are people who avoid it at all costs because it uh because it kind of hits a sore spot that they're afraid to fail in front of people. Um, which like this podcast, you know, I'm not afraid to fail. Um, feet don't fail me now. Uh. Talk about F and F. Fresh and fine, baby. Fine. But uh unfortunately, there was a really big fail. And some bigger YouTube channels actually specialize in workouts, like more plates, more dates. Johnny Shreve, I believe Greg Doucet has probably covered it. Um, this woman died under the squat rack while doing a squat. Uh basically she went down and they kind of blurred out some things because I guess her body really bent in a weird direction. You could look it up. All you have to type in is woman dying doing squat. Um, doesn't really happen every day. Surprise, honestly, injuries like this don't happen more often. But this lady died um, because, not specifically because her spotter was a fucking idiot, but because she was doing a crazy amount of weight that she had no business doing. And I believe it was 
four plates on each side. So that's 400 pounds. And not saying women can't do weight, but realistically, how many women do you know that can squat 400 pounds? And she did not look like a bodybuilder. Not saying she didn't look in shape, but she had no business putting even half of that weight on her back if you watch the video. Um, now, to kind of describe the scene for the audio, basically, um, I believe she was doing technically box squats. Look, I haven't been in the gym like that, doing those type of workouts in a good while. So, forgive my name references and correct. It's not a box squat, it's a semen. Why did I try to do Eric Carmen? Well, this really went south for her. Okay. Um, and like Kenny, um, she doesn't get a lot of revivals. All right. A little too soon for that one. But you know what? It's cool. Um, so she tried to do the type of squat where basically you have the bench under you where you kind of sit your ass on the bench. You, you can either kind of do a touch and go where you just kind of touch your ass on the thing. So you don't go too low. Or some people, what they do is they sit on the bench and they use it to kind of hold the bar there. And it's kind of like it's a stop and you use your legs to gain control. It's to help build a really, mo like really stationary strength in very fluid moments. It's actually a pretty good workout if done correctly and safely and not with that much fucking weight. When you do that type of workout, you do slightly less weight. Even if you are doing, and you never really max out when you're doing these type of squats. But since it was, when she sat down, when she basically, her ass plumped down the bench, her body, her top half of her body, literally, and I'm not saying, I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, literally went from a, a 90 degree angle, because she was sitting down 90 degrees, and her body literally went forward where it was like, it was like the 12 to the 1 on a clock. Uh, basically, it was like a 10 degree. Her body literally bent over. And immediately, she was pretty much dead on the spot. Probably from paralysis or whatever the fuck. But you can see the reaction from the spotter and the people around. That she basically plopped on the ground. They moved her to the ground and they kind of blurred out because I think her body was so... And everyone basically there and they're like, holy fuck. This isn't like a situation where someone passes out or someone bends their leg. I don't like those videos personally. Again, like I said before, I'm not into them. Um, but, you know, you know, it really... With the video, obviously nothing like this ever happened in a weight training room in high school. But weight training in high school is where... We, we were fortunate enough where, you know, they didn't invest in the education system or nothing like that. But goddamn, they built a pretty good workout facility. Uh, and they had the whole like field house and squats and leg. And one of the main things for squats, not one of the main things about why it's so important for squats and stuff. And this isn't the fitness pod. And I'm not necessarily qualified to really speak on why well, squats are important. I feel like legs are pretty self-explanatory. Why it's important to have pretty good, strong, stationary, and strength in your limbs. But one of the main reasons to have really strong, stable legs, or at least strong enough for your body, 
is to prevent situations like this. But most importantly, to know what your body can and can't do. And there's a reason why doing massive amounts of weight typically is stupid. Unless you are actually, your body is, you don't play around in the weight room. I'm not trying to sound like an old man here. But when we did weight training, until we were able to do squats in the perfect form, we were like freshman year shit. You could not do the barbell and you could not do any weight. You had to do the PVC pipes until you perfected the form of things, right? And because you don't want to gain bad habits when you don't start doing something with bad habits. Otherwise, those bad habits are going to compromise so many other limbs. And it was the greatest thing ever because when you when you have the form down at such when you get the form down as annoying and tedious it's kind of like the karate kid where he's making them do the same thing 8000 times doing the same basic just extend where where it's like I saw the Jaden Smith but obviously I remember the Jaden Smith version where it's literally he makes him was it like the tree limb or whatever or it's like the wood board and not with full force, but he just makes him do it over and over for like weeks and weeks and months until he perfects the form. Because if once you perfect that form, everything else will fall in line. And what I noticed is that that what that reminded me of is I remember seeing is there would be people in the weight room, and when you go to gyms outside just in everyday life, you see people who want to just not even necessarily go crazy on weight, but sometimes you can look at someone and just be like, you had, you can't do that. You have no business putting that weight. Your form is complete garbage. You see, you see the cat type of hang clean type of shit, and... Not that I'm a dude that bench presses a shit or cleans a shit load of weight or squats a shit load of weight, especially since I don't really do that shit anymore. But I can tell you this, I've never been hurt working out. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've never been seriously hurt working out. I've never been hurt because of bad form or because I got hurt during doing a workout type of shit. And the worst part of that, one of the main things they teach you is as a spotter is your job as a spotter is twice as important as the person doing the act because on max days and when you are dealing with someone that's doing x amount of heavy weight or is doing weight that is going to be stressful and straining on the body your job as the spotter is to be able to observe in crisis is to be able to react in crisis and act on a swivel and to not fuck around. And they would legit uh, legit punish when spotters would be lazy, even on like daily 3x5, 4x5 workouts, but they're just standard workouts. People aren't doing crazy weight. They're doing their numbers about the charts and everything. And when the spotters, when they're not paying attention, they're lollygagging around, they would get on their ass about it. 
punish him, maybe even punish the class. And when you watch the video, the is the one dude is just looking around, whatever. And it's like this girl, this woman, which by the way was a mother. And oh, side note, her daughter was right there and watched it happen. Watched her mom get flipped and flapped right in half by a squat bar. And that girl's gonna be traumatized the rest of her life. Not to get too serious here. But what pisses you off the most about it, anyone that's ever lifted weights, anyone that's ever at least gone to phases where they take in serious, anyone that respects it and doesn't just do it for the gym bro culture, but actually has done it for actual functional strength and not just for aesthetic and understands the importance of strength because and understands the fucking Dumb, like the shit's not funny and it's not funny to sit there and call this girl dumbass because yeah you know what to do a performance that she honestly probably can't even do 275 just by looking at her like because most girls really can't really like they have really strong legs and shit but it's very rare for a woman to be able to squat 300 pounds just in general um to do 400 pounds and everyone at the gym is just like, ah, nothing could go wrong here. And for, at the very least, you know she's doing an absurd amount of weight. I understand pushing the limits, but doing an absurd amount of weight and you were sitting there just acting like you got it, like nothing. That shit pissed me the fuck off for a lot of different reasons. And I don't even work out like that anymore. And... Part of the, you know, and honestly, as you get, you, you start thinking about this shit like, well, oh, well, that wouldn't be me because I have good form. It's like, you could say that, but all it takes is one slight, you slip and all this shit, your legs. Like, every time you get under the squat rack, all my friend, my one, my one, one of my best friends now, he works out all the time. He's, you know, he's all into the workout, like. Like, that's part of his daily life. He would watch that and get pissed off. Anyone that does on a regular basis, even if it's not for competition, just anyone that gives a shit, you respect, you respect the weight room guy. And, you know, it, it brought me back to, uh, I remember the big thing in like high school, for example, was max day. And I remember this one, kind of lighting it up a little bit. Um, this dude shitted his pants. He farted. We heard it. He sharted. Now, he's like a senior. He was always some kind of a weird over-the-top of great. He was like a, one of those seniors that dated freshman girls. And, uh, you know, they were always having an issue. But somehow, they, and on Max, everyone gets around. And, one, he was squatting in jeans. So, you know what? He was squatting in jeans, and he was wearing, like, some type of boots. Surprised they even let him, because simply they wouldn't. But whatever. And and he was dipping. He had a dip in his mouth, too. I remember he went down for a squat. And I kind of heard it. But other people started laughing when they heard it. But I wasn't really catching it. I think it was, like, a freshman or sophomore at the time. I didn't really catch, like, I don't understand what's I remember he walked and went. He he didn't get it. He hit straight down. And 
He was doing like 295. It wasn't even three. It was 245 on each side, a 25, and a 10 on each side. So, yeah, that would be 295. And he went straight to the bathroom. And I remember, like, the word was getting sharded his pants and shit. And that's when I was like, hmm, that'll never be me. Because no man, no person should ever shit their pants while squatting. If it's less than 315. Just shouldn't. There's not enough. I don't care how skinny your body is or whatever. There's no amount of strain on there. Nothing about 300 pounds or less should strain your body to make shit come out. It just shouldn't. Um, but his spotter knew right away. You know why? Because his full attention was going down with him. And he probably was eye level with that sharp, man. <clears throat> and unfortunately, there was... Now, realistically, look in the video. Even if someone was spotting her, the result probably wouldn't have been that much different. But there's at least a chance that could have been. And the worst part is when he tried, when they realized like she was flat, like just flipped around on that shit. It's it's a weird thing to see. Like she, her body just freezes, but the bar is still there. And they couldn't even, the dude there is like, he realized, like, oh shit. And he just tries, he couldn't even lift the bar off her. Yeah, you know why? It's 400 fucking pounds. At an angle like that, yeah. But if the spotter... But that's the fucking other thing. If the spotter can't lift the amount of weight you are squatting off of you in an emergency situation, whether it's bench, squat, or anything that requires, oh shit, I can't get this and I need assistance, you need a spotter that can accommodate getting that shit off of you in an emergency situation for your safety and just logistically. So that whole situation shouldn't never happen because she should have never gone under it. And that is still her decision. But dude, who I'm assuming was either a friend, a boyfriend, a workout partner, someone that she's supposed to trust is sitting there and Honestly, not even joking here, and I don't know, like, I don't know if this will go legal and shit, but, like, is he technically, like, a, uh, a, what was it, it not a, because he didn't obviously, like, he's not an accomplice, it's not like it was planned, but, is he technically, uh, like, kind of responsible? Like, if someone dies and you're supposed to be their spotter. And I'm not even joking here. And you're supposed to be their spotter. Are you kind of guilty of kind of like murder? I don't know if it's murder, but you're like a... I don't know why I'm losing the fucking term, but you guys know what I mean. Where you basically, you have a... You you are technically responsible for some sort, and you could possibly face time. To me, it's like no different than... You know, it's like involuntary manslaughter. It's like, 
if you, even if you're not drunk or something, it's like the result of what happens if you get into an accident and you kill someone, even if you weren't drunk, um, even if it's something that was easily like, hey, like, it's understandable, like, why shit happened, like, a texting and driving. The result of the texting and driving of whether they just break their arm and you could settle a suit for some money or they die and now it's manslaughter. Um, I don't know how that works in this situation. Look at the camera. It's definitely um, some like, this isn't, like, as dumb as her... For getting under that bar. And I'm not trying to shame someone that died. Especially someone with the daughter. But. Like she was just as dumb. But at the same time the people around. Are kind of like. They, there's some responsibility there. I don't know. Um, more of the story. Anyone. If you go seek it out. And if anyone just here. If you're going to go squat. And you do any type of weightlifting, and it's any of these movements that are barbell or anything, have a way to safely be able to get out of it. Have a spotter, especially if you're doing considerable amount of weight, or just let go of it and learn how to like be able to get the bar from out under you when you can't get something. There's and don't fucking be an idiot. You can get strong legs without doing crazy amount of weight until you get to a certain point of fitness, which realistically you're not going to get there right now. Um, but yeah. Um, so also, kind of, I came a little news roundup today. Jesus went a little too long in that story, but it's cool. Um, so apparently, I was reading the article, and this guy identified. Another death, by the way. Sarker, this is the death pod. More like the death squad. <laughs> Without the success of literally one guy from the whole death squad, which is Joe Rogan. Um, but yeah. So, uh, this guy, 29 years old, died of a caffeine overdose. Alright, not something you see every day. Caffeine overdoses. It makes you think about, holy shit, like. You probably think you drink too much caffeine. I know I probably do. I drink at least one or two, six, like I did the math, like large, like I probably drink 60 ounces of iced coffee a day, you know, with the sugar and stuff. It's probably not great, but you know what? We all have our vices. Nothing crazy. You probably think like, holy shit, holy shit, could this be me? It's like, oh shit. It's like, you know. Is a you think about like triglycerides, cholesterol? We probably all eat too much cholesterol. We probably all eat too much grease and fat, and we see people dying from heart attacks and all this shit. It makes us think about ourselves, right? So you think, holy shit, caffeine overdose? Like, holy fuck, is this gonna be normal? Because it's not something that happens all the time. Now, you probably told by a doctor you probably consume too much caffeine, but you're probably wondering how much is really too much caffeine. Well, let this quote-unquote personal trainer tell you. Well, can't tell you, but uh, uh, his story will tell you. This man overdosed on caffeine powder. I believe it was in uh, the UK because the article was talking about where he got the ca- caffeine powder. 
He misread the label. So it's a caffeine powder. It's not a dude consuming soda and shit. This has got pure caffeine powder. It's like, okay, cool. Um, this man misread the label. This is a personal trainer who I'm going to assume part of being a personal trainer is you have to be certified in being able to read and dietitian, which probably brings a further discussion of how hard is it really to get a certificate personal trainer? But let me get to the story. This man had a caffeine overdose because he consumed up to 200 cups of coffee. Let me repeat that. So I'm going to assume one cup of coffee in this situation is six to eight ounces. However, that's typically what a cup is, right? Serving size. This man... Misread the label so fucking bad. He consumed up to 200 cups of coffee. Now, um, I don't think you need to be a nutrition label expert to realize when you're putting a shitload of powder in your cup that this doesn't seem right. In this one cup. This doesn't seem right. I don't think you need to be a personal trainer. I don't think you need to be a doctor, a dietitian, a heart expert, a ginseng expert. I don't think you should have to put a label. You know, like they have warning labels like uh, this, uh, like on cigarette boxes. This can cause lung cancer. It's like, yeah, no shit, but cool. You have to put it on there legally. Now for caffeine powders, but hey. This doesn't mean consume 200 cups of this shit in equivalent. Don't do that. This is a personal trainer, which tells me either British, and I know we have online, like you see people get personal trainer certificates, and you're like, this fucking guy got it? Oh, and you hear them talk about shit, and they don't really know. It's kind of like all the fitness experts online that shit on V-Shred, which we don't know if a lot of these dudes that actually sell products are certificate personal trainer experts. And like anything, there's probably people who have no certification of all of any kind that can give you a lot more helpful and real fitness and health experts than people who can't have it. Um, but anyways, this Guy, like, I feel no sympathy for this guy. I feel more sympathy for the woman who had no business getting under the 400-pound squat bar than the guy who consumed the equivalent of 200 cups of coffee. I don't... Like, maybe caffeine powder is so much more pure, so maybe the slightest bit, it's not like coffee grounds and shit where if you do this and that, like, this goes a long way, like... Maybe it's so pure that the smallest amount does. And I read the thing and it got into like, he thought it said 0.5 this, but it really meant this and whatever. It's like, dude, there's no way after your body started consuming 50, maybe 50 cups. I'm sure your body is feeling shit. They're like, whole shit. Maybe stop at 50. I know we didn't chug 200 cups in a minute. That's not really physically possible. I'm going to assume. And unless it just has this delayed, like you're having an edible reaction, I'm not buying it, man. Either this guy 
thank God no one hired this guy to be a personal trainer. Not to be insensitive to the family whose person died, but even they're at the funeral, like, eh. I mean, it was bound to happen. If he misread a caffeine label, it's not like he was going to either die at 29 or live to 78. Like, it was due time. This guy was going to misread something. It's like, is that a stop sign or post? Oh, Jesus. Uh... Oh, like when an when the tech like when a electrical outage happens, he's driving on the road and all the lights at the intersection are flashing yellow. You know, like everyone goes up and you basically treat it as a stop sign. This guy be like, "Well, yellow just means keep fucking going," and then next thing you know, boom, it was about to happen. He obviously wasn't. Uh, let's just say the. Uh, he wasn't the brightest sodium bonzontite in the ramen noodle package. Um, honestly, like, this guy, like, fuck this guy. <laughs> honestly, man. Because, you know, I read the story, I'm like, holy fuck, you know, maybe, like, maybe he just had, like, you know, like, some days, like, if you drink coffee, like, you think, like, you know, uh, when you have, like, that third one, you start feeling your stomach fizzle. It's like, all right, I went a little too overboard today. Uh, too much caffeine. Maybe you're a little like a little tense, a little jittery type of shit. You're actually more tired. You get a little sick. It's like, all right, like th- those type of days, like you think you're having like a caffeine overdose then. And that's probably the equivalent of maybe four or five cups of coffee, however, wherever you go and get your shit in terms of coffee potency. And I'm about to read an article like, shit, this is going to make me reevaluate shit. I'm a only once a week type of shit. Like, holy fuck. Like, you know, sometimes you read things, you become like, holy fuck, this, I need to really change some things. And really you change it for like a week and a half and then you go back to, eh, you know what? My body's pretty well adjusted. And I was going to the article by the title and I was like, holy fuck, a 29 year old. I'm 26. This isn't something that takes a whole lot to fuck up your shit. And I read the article and I'm like, this fucking guy almost made me change my whole fucking life. I was about to turn down free shit for this fucking guy. No, Duncan, do not charge me. By the way, how much is your nut worth? Ah, Jesus. Sorry. I just, I listened to the Joe Rogan, uh, a podcast of Freddie Gibbs and uh, Brian Moses, and there was there was a whole thing. I forgot what it was about. You know, if you're gonna get fucked, like I, I think they were talking about like uh, girls in the sense of, you know, how like they start getting how much do you think Jeff Bezos nut is worth? Because I think they were talking about Elon Musk, and they were talking about some about freezing eggs, but some or whatever about another person. And I'm talking about, like, you, know, you know, Joe, how much how much do you think your nuts worth? He's like, I don't know, I'm married. And, all that. and they get in the whole thing about, what, what's your nut worth? <laughs> and, they, and they actually got in a real conversation. What is a man's nut worth? Is it literally attached to his net worth? Is it attached to a whole bunch of other things? Neanderthal? Are you this? Your masculinity? Like, there's so many things. Someone's nut is worth. But anyways. This man almost made me question my nut worth. Because, man, Duncan, I get too much free shit from a place to stop. 
The worst thing they could do is keep giving me free shit. But even if they charge me, I'm still going to pay and drink too much caffeine or consume too much caffeine. I'll tell you this, I'm never buying caffeine powder. Because look, I know how to read labels. You know, unlike most people, I believe in labels. Um, <laughs> um, people, I don't believe in labels. It's like, yeah, they're the types to be like, uh, they're at, like, imagine going down the, the aisle and then your wedding vows like, you know, I don't really believe in labels even after, even after this wedding day, you know, I'm still going to say, you're like my best friend. It's like, no, bitch, you're taking my fucking last name and you're my wife. No more of this. We're just fucking cool. We, we just enjoy each other's company. We're just, we're just partners in crime. It's like, no, you're taking my last name. You want to hyphenate it for quote-unquote business purposes of my own business, which you're the secretary of my business. Whatever floats your boat, honey. But on that court document, your mind, bitch. Um, <laughs> um, but nah, man. Fuck the guy. And I, I'm not for people dying. But you know what? You almost fucked up my life. Yeah. How you like that? Dead man walking. Uh, yeah. So, uh. Oh, another. Speaking of, uh personal trainer and squat people dying so I, I was also yeah I was I was on I was on a little news article binge recently and it was a lot of fascinating stuff you know I, I've tried to <clears throat> before I before I tell this next article I read um there was this you know I'm starting to think like have I it was like the first time I've actually sat down like read an article in like a couple weeks except for that BuzzFeed uh podcast I did where I read that one but I, I wonder because of the recent real life shit of Ukraine and stuff like that, like, ha, is it really healthy to truly disattach from news, right? Because, you know, obviously the political news, it's all, most of it's horse shit for the most part. It's just, it's not even, news isn't, to me, news isn't even designed to really actually progress in a story no more. It's to literally just stay in the same parts of the story and focus on typically one of the least important aspects of stories, especially the more serious ones. And that's really when news has become to me. And I wonder if disattaching, even with all the bullshit I think about news and current events a lot these days, even if I think it's all, I still think it's really healthy and it's still very important as a person to even force yourself to spend like 10 minutes, and even some to go on Yahoo News, Google News, whatever the fuck, go on USA Today, and just read some shit, it's not even that serious, but like just read some shit of something, I do think that is still important, even if it's just some bullshit celebrity news, it is important to at least feel attacked, like you don't want to be complete distant, and you know, it was kind of good, like, oh, sh-. and you start to realize, like, holy fuck, I've made, I've made more of an effort to not want to reach it. Now, I've been busy lately, but neither here nor there. But, yeah, so, also, one thing I was reading is, um, apparently, which I don't think this is a new thing, it's basically another form of, a uh, body type of pressure. You know, typically for a woman, it's, 
Well, at least it used to. Now it's honestly kind of reverse. Like, but <laughs> typically, like for women, it would be oh, you don't, you know, having the perfect model figure, right? Uh, you know, having being curvy but fit, having having great tits, having great ass, have being beautiful and shit. You know, having the beautiful figure. You know, whatever that looks like. But you know, we know what we're talking about. And now for men, speaking of working out and shit, is that there's this thing called, let me make sure I get it, I wrote it down. Yeah, I actually prepared a little. It's called bigorexia. So basically, you know, like women's like anorexia, well, anorexia is not only for women, but I would say predominantly, I would say women are typically the most affected. Anorexia is basically where you have body issues and you don't eat and you throw up. No, well, bulimia is where you throw anorexia is like you just the body image is so like distorted where you just don't eat and you're very unhealthy and you're basically malnutrition in a lot of ways. Bigorexia is specifically typically for men and where dudes are getting so jacked and big and their body is so just shredded. Uh, typically, like, you could basically say. Uh, like, especially now, because a lot of younger kids, they Marvel movies and all this shit, and they see all these dudes that presumably are on steroids, even though I do think some are natural, but every single person that works out, like my friend Jeff, he he's like, dude, no, don't listen, to, no, they're all juiced up, I don't give a fuck what you say, these dudes are juiced, especially Kamali and Najani, uh, the dude off the Eternals, but even like just... Not even like in movies, but just in mainstream celebrity Hollywood. But it's not even Hollywood anymore. Now it's just like you see random dudes out of nowhere. Now you got dudes on TRT and all this shit. Where they just jacked in amazing shape. Just in fucking... They they basically look like WWE wrestlers in their prime. Like Triple H in his prime. John Cena. You got The Rock now, Prime, and, well, I would say now he's more in his physical Prime. But there's more and more dudes that are kind of looking like The Rock than ever before. And that's pretty insane to think about. Now, you got social media where dudes, you know, as someone who's on this fitness kind of journey, I'm starting to get a little bit, but, you know, I'm starting to get, starting to get the, starting to get the racks up, you know, trap, trap, baby. Um... Uh, this is what Rich Homie con. Trap me. Trap me. Well, you know, Weird Al gets trapped in the drive-thru. R. Kelly gets trapped in the closet. And I just get trapped in my traps. <laughs> Shut your trap, bitch. Um, yeah. And, but there's this body, uh, bigorexia where dudes now, it's kind of like the expectation men Typically, that for a woman is to look and be in a certain type of healthy condition and in shape and fit and be in bikini season all the year round. And now there's this pressure, I think, on men to where there's almost no excuse for you to not be pretty cut, be in really good shape and all that. And on social media like TikTok and Instagram, you got dudes shredded with six packs with veins you got 
you know, you got dudes forearms. Like, you know, you can see my forearms, you know, for the video. It's starting to, you know, I've always had decent, pretty strong forearms, but I've had to work at it. But you got dudes with those crazy veins. You've ever seen that meme with the dude on the steering wheel? And his arms are just like 80,000 veins around it. And like, there'll be a bunch of memes like, it's like, when your girl says, come over. And then you hear a guy, when your girl says, no, honey, no, I'm just at home sleeping. And then you hear a guy in the background. And then so you're driving over and all the veins and shit because you're so tense and angry. But it's like, basically, there's more of a pressure for a dude, the average dude, to look like a bodybuilder to look like Arnold in a sense. And really, I don't think that's really an expectation. I think that's just the few people speaking the loudest. I really don't think most girls really care if you're that fucking big, but I do think more than ever, even on the lowest common denominator, just being strong and having an above average body is not as impressive as 10 years ago type of thing because it's so much more common now it seems like nowadays people are either really in good shape or they're really not <laughs> like there's not that much like this it's fewer in between where people where do just have normal decent bodies where it's like live a little but you know i i can i can hit 100 pounds on the curls you know type of shit you know if i'm feeling it but, uh, the, anyways, uh, I really elongated there. But, anyways, the situation is, the the article covered a 16-year-old in a Long Island. And, apparently, which is kind of weird that they covered his identity, even though they gave out a lot of information where people could probably figure it out anyways. There was a TikToker that, f- that has about 400,000 followers on TikTok. And... But he posts pictures of his body and stuff, and, and that gains a following because all of his dudes like want to see videos like, "Oh, how'd you get this big?" And then it'll be dudes point, just do three sets of five, uh, pull downs on the pull down machine, and you'll look like Jay Cutler, the bodybuilder. It's like, yeah, I feel like you're gonna need to do about uh three sets of thirty five. But okay, um, you gotta get the numbers up. But bigorexia, it's it's this thing where there's this obsession and this unhealthy thing where every every ounce of your thought and every minute of what you're trying to do is just about getting big and strong and jacked. Like anything, any it's just the more extreme version of getting big and what it is. It's the marketing of it, I guess, on social media where I honestly don't think it's all that bad. Because I think it, if it, 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 it will help someone or it will motivate someone, it will motivate a 15-year-old to hit the gym and get strong and be afraid to grow up and not be strong and be weak. And I don't think that's all bad, but of course, like anything, anything could be taken wrong. Um, I think anything like with kids can be easily pressurable, so of course I could take dark turns. But if you're like a 32-year-old and you're watching TikTok or Instagram videos, and you need one of those videos to be like, if this is an inspiration, you never will be. If you need one of those videos to really 
get better health and shit. Like, I feel you got other shit going on. And, you know, there comes, I, th- I just think there comes a point where at a certain age or a certain point, you should already know what, like, the work it takes to get to a certain level. So when you see some of that extreme, you should understand, like, you know what? Like, when I see videos or some of dudes that are just, like, that look like NFL linebackers with 4% body fat, I'm like, I don't get mad. I don't get discouraged. I'm like, oh, okay. I also don't idolize it either. Like, oh my God, if I look like that, my life would be so... It's like, you see it for what it is. It's like, yeah, you know what? That's cool. It's probably unrealistic for me. But you know what? It probably makes me want to go to the gym that day. A little motivation. But that's it. You got to be able to prioritize this type of shit. And, you know, because we were talking about... Because I was talking about, you know, the body image type of shit and dysmorphia. The expect... It it creates... The fear of it is that it creates unrealistic expectations for men. And I also really don't think it does at the end of the day. Like anything... The extreme is pointed out, and we always want to point the extreme and assume that all the masses think that extreme. There's going to be extreme people that want that. On the other. There's going to be girls that those are the only type of dudes they like. And guess what? If you don't look like that, that's not the type of girl you're going to be with. And you know what? Then you have your answer of the type of girl that you don't want anyways. So you got your answer. They said, oh, because if a girl was going to, a girl, a girl that really likes you, whether you look like me or Arnold Schwarzenegger, you can change from looking like me to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And if she wanted you like the way you were before, she's probably going to want you at that. Or it could work against you. Maybe she doesn't want you to be that way. Because she can see, oh, this dude's really just obsessed with himself and his body like that. So, I don't know. I, I don't, I think anytime someone says, uh, it's unrealistic expectation. It always, anytime there's these trends that creates, it's like, I think we're just creating shit at this point. And I'm not trying to sound sensitive. Of course, for kids, it's different. But now there's going to be 30, 40-year-old dudes that say, see, this is why, oh, this is because, it's like, nah, man, it's like, I'm not, no, no one's expecting your forearms to have eight different spider veins in it, traveling fucking from the top of your bicep all the way down to your palm of your hands. Like, no one is really sitting here expecting that from you. It's, you know, I will say like this extremism and body image, what it has created is created a lot of people thinking that everyone just wants to be that everyone is a, is obsessed with shreddedness and obsessed with extreme physical peakness. There's an attractiveness to someone that could reach those levels. Don't get me wrong. But to think that Every single person, guy or girl, is just obsessed with your own body is weird. There's only a few people that I'm actually like, damn, like, I want to know what they do for their body. 
more of a curiosity, not because I'm going to replicate it or follow it, because I know I'm not going to look like Thor. I'm not going to like The Rock. You know why? Because I also understand I don't want to have to eat like that. I don't want to have to live like that. Oh, well, see, that's why. Because you don't want to rise and grind. You don't want to work at it. It's like, you know what? You don't either. Because it's like, if I look like that and I do all that to get that, is it really something that, is that actually like working towards what I want to do? Probably not. It was just because it's a hobby and it's cool. It's not my interest. But, I don't know. I found that story, I found that shit really fascinating to me because I don't know how much to take the shit anymore, man. It, it just seems like we're just creating, we're just creating uh, erexias, phobias of all different types. And I, I don't know, I guess I don't feel that. Like I, when I see a dude that's shredded in shape and big, like I might be like, damn. I'm not saying like, oh man, I'll never look like that. Oh man. Because you know what? If I wanted to look like that, I would probably do things to work towards looking like that. And it seems like all the people that are so worried about not looking a certain way, it seems like they don't want to actually do the things. Because the information's out there. The Rock tells you what he does. But yet, you don't go to the gym and spend that time to do it. You don't spend the type of money or the time he puts in meal prep in his food. He, You can literally copy and paste his workout plan and diet plan. Whatever you assume he takes. You could copy Chris Hemsworth's plan. Well, I don't know. I think Chris Hemsworth lies about his workouts. Oh, yeah, dude. You just do some box jumps. It's like, all right, man. Whatever you say. Just flip some tires. All right, man. Whatever you say. Just do some ropes. You'll look like me. It's like, I feel like there's been millions of men in history that have done ropes and flip tires and have done some box jumps and have a little like you, Chris Simsworth. So can you can you be a little bit more transparent? Yeah, just get my app. It's like, all right, man. Just get the app, huh? But no. And I, I feel like a lot of these like add the orexia for the surnames or phobias. I feel like all this shit is really just designed for built-in excuses to get mad about something. And I'm not trying to be canceled. I I, I hate people where all their titles and everything they talk about it is weird. By the way, the Brendan Schaub situation, where he's going after the unique dude for literally. Ironically, what he didn't realize is YouTubers covering you when you aren't that big yet. Like, he's well-known, but he's not, like, big, big, like, for comedy specifically. He's big for who he knows more than anything, and I don't really care about stand-up acting. Like, that's not the point I'm trying to make here. But ironically, he's always talking about cancel culture is stupid, silencing people is stupid, this and that. And then he does the exact same thing. By suing a big ass, he has a whole production company, and he's going after a YouTuber that literally has like 20,000 subscribers. And ironically, he's trying to cancel someone, a smaller YouTuber, a YouTuber sized streamer, all because he has covered things about Brandon Schaub, when honestly, 
There are other YouTubers with more subscribers who have done hour-long documentaries and shit about him and actually talk about how shitty he is as a comedian person and all that and actually get really personal. While this dude just kind of makes like somewhat clickbait bullshit, his voice is annoying, yes, and I don't really care for his shit, but I've seen a couple of videos. It's always like, did you see what Shop said on Fighter and the Kid? And he plays a clip. And he's like, so does that mean Joe Rogan actually is out here slinging dick? I mean, that's what Brendan said. And it's like, all right, it's dumb, but no one's taking this guy serious. No one's going to listen to that club and be like, oh, I'm not going to a Brendan shop up uh, comedy because I'm probably not anyways. Uh. Oh, I'm not going to listen to Fire Kid anymore because he's lying about it. I'm not going to listen. It's like, I what? it's ironic because the same people he admires and sucks the dick off. And yes, that is like Joe Rogan. And I love Joe Rogan, but Renan Shop sucks his dick at every turn. And I support 99% of everything Joe Rogan does just because I like the way he moves for in general. Um, and the way he just... Like, yeah, look, all this shit, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, like, regardless of people like my stances on things, like, I don't sit here, I don't, well, he did delete, so it's kind of, he did delete episodes, but before all this, he used to not, but he sits here and he talks about how dumb cancel culture is and all, and yet he's canceling someone who's not even in the realm of even in the in the sphere of where cancel culture actually affects anything. And it's just weird that you're going after someone with 20, 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. When you got two podcasts where you probably get millions of listeners and you get close to like 200, 300, 4,000, 400,000 views on most of your podcasts in the first couple of days they're posted. And you're worried about what this guy, and ironically what you don't realize, and I think what people are starting to realize is when people cover it and do commentary on you, even if it's in the positive or negative light or an objective like shitting on you like that brings attention to you and when your name is in the algorithm because people are covering you your shit your actual shit is going to get recommended more shit which means your shit is making more money which ironically they're making more money to help you make more money you know it's like i was watching a there's a country there's a country uh not critic he is basically a country, uh, he covers country music on his YouTube channel. His name's Grady Smith. Really good channel. He has like 180,000. I've been watching for close to a year plus. He has really good content. He typically covers new releases. He covers the state of country music, when big artists, he does roundups. He does a lot of different things, basically covering the state of country music in general. And the more I've gone to country music, the more I've been interested in his channel for obvious reasons. But he was talking about, I watched a video earlier, he made it like a year ago, but I came across it today, where he was like, the reality of what it's like to deal with c- copyright, because, you know, he makes video where 
He puts song clips when he's talking about songs. He plays like small little bits and videos when he's talking about music. And I've always wanted that. Like, how do you because how do you monetize something where you have to worry about fair use and shit? But if you're making commentary and critical and shit like that, fair use is typically okay. The problem is is some of these record labels, no matter what, they strike because they want the money and advertisement shit. And but what a lot of these don't realize is, all right, well, if you're going to strike and take money, I'm just going to take it out and not worry about it and find other ways to substitute. And so I can get the money. What they don't realize is it's basically free promotion. It's basically free promotion for the music I'm covering, which is simply new music. And if I'm playing 10 to 15 second like previews, essentially. That's giving an audience that may or may not have listened. Oh, Grady Smith made me aware of John Party. Oh, he made me aware of Casey Musgraves. Oh, he made me aware that Eric Church dropped an, another half album. Oh, he made me aware that this person... that like Because there's so much music saturated, in, for better or worse, where there's so many options that it's really hard to keep up. But if he brings it to like... I listen to this, and this is like the best song this artist has put out in two years. Oh, this, I was really, like, the lyrics are amazing. I love the sonic of the music. This is like, this may be like album of the year. This may be song of the, the song, uh, this may be up for a Grammy. And when people hear like, oh, shit, I need to go, that's, he's basically, with his pretty big fan base, he's bringing traffic, more traffic. To your music and your label. And I think a lot of these labels are starting to realize that. But he still says like yeah when I cover. Anyone that's part of like uh, Warner Bros. Or whoever. With a specific thing. They're still paying the asses about it. Because they want the slightest bit of every revenue. Type of shit. And look I get it like. And he's like he understands it. Because they get. um, Because. You know he understands in the sense of. The music industry gets a lot of shit and artists get fucked over a lot and all this stuff. So they really think they're protecting the artists and all this shit. Reality, they're actually hurting the product of making the artists and themselves more possible money. Because they're trying to be greedy to worry about what a YouTuber may make in $3,000 covering a video. When you're missing the bigger picture, that they're directing traffic to make you... An extra 50000 in the next day or two because of the traffic they're going to direct to you. It's basically free advertisement without you having to spend a single dollar on it. And I think that's what, if you were going to be a famous comedian, which Brandon Schaub is. If you're going to be a famous podcaster, anything where you're constantly putting yourself out there. People covering you on the same platform you're on, whether that's Spotify, YouTube, YouTube especially. You are bringing people, even if they cover you in a somewhat negative light. Them covering you is going to bring traffic to your actual shit. And that's only going to help you and your brand and your image. Well, I don't know, image depending on however you want to look at that. But it's bringing you more people. It's bringing you more popularity. There's a reason why on YouTube... Even though he's not specifically directly on YouTube. There's a reason why on YouTube people make videos still about Joe Rogan. I know because technically my most viewed video on Joe Rogan, on my 
channel history is a one where I covered Joe Rogan's interview with Yami Park. I didn't cover that because I want to view. I go because that interview truly motivate. It really was moving and everything. And that some that interview was like literally to this day is still like one of my two or three favorite podcast episodes I've ever listened to from fucking anything or anyone. And this come from a avid podcast listener for the past three years. I would say probably even a little bit longer. Is the most top the bottom, most intense, captivating interview I've ever listened to. I remember where I was. I remember the emotion a little bit I felt. And just by having his name and the Joe Rogan experience with that. A small fucking channel like me that barely gives views in general. Got almost has like 2,000 views now. Which is insane for an hour long video that no one gives a fuck about me. And... And Joe realized that people talking about him constantly, even without with him one people constantly covering anything he does, putting his name, creates more traffic that only helps him. And you would think that someone like Brandon Schaub, who sucks his dick at every turn, would understand that. And Look, I'm not saying don't defend yourself. I'm not saying just be out here take anything fucking up the ass. But, like, that, he, that dude's the least of your worries. There's so many other YouTubers and shit that have covered you negatively. You know why? Because I've seen it. <laughs> and some of them I've actually enjoyed. And I and I actually like Brendan Schaub as a podcaster. Like, yeah, is he, is he kind of overplayed? You can kind of see the formula he sticks by, but I'm not here to break down anyone. Like, that's who he is. Like, I think he's genuine for the most part. I think there's some, a little bit of, like, an unwarranted arrogance to him and comedy, just the way he talks, because it's weird how people that have actually established, like, Brian Callen, Joe, and all these people he reveres, they're very humble about comedy. But he seems to have the highest arrogance, but seems to be obviously the least developed. Just because he hasn't been doing it long, it seems to be the least skilled and seems to be the least accomplished out of all of them. But he has the biggest arrogance about it. And I get it. If you're constantly being attacked, like you kind of have to have a self-defense like arrogance for better or worse. But, you know, uh, kind of like a big, what is it, big, bigophobia? Kind of like bigorexia. Um, I guess the thick boy can't take the production of criticism without suing. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, moral of today's pod is uh, have a good fucking spotter so you don't die when you squat. Um, don't consume 200 cups of caffeine. Let's see. Um, not every, not every type of extreme body image thing is a shot at you. And number four, maybe not all publicity is good publicity, but the publicity you can get trying to counteract any quote unquote negative publicity will probably not work in your favor. Because I also think this situation with Brandon Schaub is going to 
I don't think it's actually going to hurt anything in terms of people who listen and watch them are still going to listen and watch them. But I do think it kind of shows that he is a walking, well, walking, whatever. He is a heavy contradiction on this cancel culture shit because he is literally trying to suppress a voice who he knows has a much smaller degree of a voice than he does. Like, this guy is no threat in his career and success. And yet, he's trying to suppress a voice because it just agitates him, really. Trying to say fair use and copyright. When reality, he's only helping your brand and shit by bringing more awareness to it for better or worse. So, I don't know. And on that note, I think I'm going to swiftly... In this, I don't know about you, but that was episode 122. I know you're not still here, but I wish I could hear myself kill me. Um, but yeah, that was episode 122 of the Off and Beat podcast. Remember to follow the podcast on all apps. Hope you enjoyed this ginseng of caffeine. But speaking of caffeine, this C4 Energy, this is my second one tonight. How much caffeine? There's no sugars. Um, but it does have 250% of vitamin B12, which is means I have consumed 500% today. So yeah, hope you enjoy. This podcast will probably be out Thursday. And don't forget, suck some titties and have a great day. I love your bodies and your boys getting strong. Ooh, and I'm not even working out like, ooh, ooh. Can I get your biceps in my pussy? Pussy, pussy. Oh.